0: Welcome to Influencer Marketing Talks, a podcast brought to you by Cure Media, the leading and awarded influencer marketing company for fashion home and beauty brands. This is your weekly podcast to learn more about consumer behavior in the digital age, and of course, all things influence marketing in right around 15 minutes. I'm Senna Oldmark and I'm the head of marketing at Cure Media. In this week's episode, I talk to Sverre Florshar, who is the managing partner and founder of Equip Capital, a Nordic private equity firm. I'm curious to hear why they decided to invest in an influencer marketing company, in Cure Media specifically, and why Sverre believes influence marketing is a must-have channel for B2C brands today. If you are a CMO listening that needs help to convince the board that the consumer marketing landscape has changed, and that influence marketing is the way to go, Sverre provides you with the arguments you need. Hi Sverre and big welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Can you tell us a bit more about yourself, Equip Capital and your role there?
1: Absolutely. Um, Equip Capital um, is a Nordic private equity firm. We uh, were funded in 2018 um, by five partners and uh, we have a total of uh, 5 billion Norwegian kroner under management. We soon own 16 companies. Uh, We're about to sign our 16th uh, platform acquisition this week and we we made close to 100 acquisitions overall. Um, we are um, funded uh, by big institutional investors, uh, so we behind us you will find mostly pension money, uh, and it might be anyone's pension pension money. So, I think, uh, for instance, we take care of the money for, for uh, the people that have retired in the municipality of Oslo, uh, in SCB in Sweden, and and, and many others. Uh, my own background. Um, I actually started out in marketing and did that for quite a few years. So as a marketing executive, um, I was also with um, with McKinsey for uh, uh, a number of years and, and uh, served there in the leadership group in the marketing practice. So, so quite extensive marketing background before I returned to my uh, roots in finance and uh, in in two thousand and six. Uh, Joined uh, Ferd or Hercules uh, at the time, and, and uh, also CEO, of two companies there, um, Estrella, and um, also Norwegian retailer called Nille, and uh, yeah, I've had a number of cases like Espresso House Didricks in 1913, Electric Importer, Olivia Restaurants, uh, Bastard Burger, Holy Greens, uh, and, and many others. So, that's a bit about my background. So uh, very much uh, from the consumers, I've done a lot of marketing uh, through the years, but but uh, more in the in the TVC de- days than than today. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah, that's a good mix though, mixing finance and marketing. So exciting. And I'm curious, I know, as you said, you have many years of experience from working at but also close to companies in the B2C space. What would you say are the biggest changes when it comes to consumer behavior, what consumers want in terms of marketing that has happened in the recent years?
1: Yeah, I mean, with with regards to to marketing, uh, a lot has changed. So I think... um, the, the, the hot shit uh, when I was a marketing executive was to, to do a TV commercial. Um, and everyone wanted to do a TV commercial, whether you were an agency or whether you, you were an advertiser, you wanted to do that TV commercial. Um, and everyone looked forward to, to making those films. I mean, that has changed, right? It's, it's TV today is, you, you reach older uh, an older audience and uh, they, even they do not have the same attention today. Uh, during the, the commercial uh, breaks. It's, it's not an event with a commercial break anymore. You rarely hear about the great TV commercials, right? That used to be all like a music video, so it's changed like music videos. And today consumers choose, right? They're online. Uh, their media habits have changed enormously. Where you used to sit in front of that uh, box in your living room, instead now you use the device, you're, on, you're online, uh, you follow people in social media. You follow people, also you respect that you don't know that closely, but you view as peers and you want input from. Um, And and I think that the the, the fact that uh, consumers choose themselves, they decide themselves what they want to watch, what input they want, um, and and then they typically look at things they're interested in, right? So they they seek it out. And the fact that they look so much more to peers and, and much, much less to authorities and brands. Uh, that has changed uh, uh, enormously and it's all down to that choice but I mean we spoke about it already then but that clearly has changed and then we see consumers increasingly seeking experiences and products being a bit less uh, important but products are still important by all means but uh, if if anything we are valuing uh, services and experiences a bit more uh, than than, let's say when when I was uh, a marketing executive
0: it's really, as you say, it's on the consumers' terms today. It's not the brands who set the who set the rules and the directions. It's the people, and it's really cool how that has shifted just in a couple of years with social media. And as you say, we can choose, and it shall be on on demand everything when we want it, as we want it.
1: Absolutely, I think you see that, right? I, I spoke to one of the former executives at Nike, and I said. Uh, Twenty years ago, we spent seventy percent of our budget on TV. Today, we spend two percent, um, yeah. and uh, they thought they were quite far ahead of, of many other brands. That still still use a lot of TV, and they they simply now they use most of their budget on on reaching people through social media, through the internet, but in smart ways, not necessarily in direct advertising, but through influencers, yes. um, of course, uh, athletes, uh, that sort of thing, and that. I think that just uh, emphasizes the way things have changed. And if you want to stay a leading brand like Nike, you have to embrace it. Uh,
0: Yeah, for sure. And it's still fascinating how many big legacy brands hasn't changed. Although we know that we listen to other people and we are on social media. It's still many brands who spend quite big budgets on TV and those type of more traditional channels.
1: Yeah, I think mean, it's challenging for a traditional advertisers, right? And, and some people might get angry with me now. Some people they worked with in the past, but I think it's 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 a bit difficult for them to change, right? Because you're stuck in a way of working. If you look at my former colleagues at Orkla, they they used to be da shit. I mean, they are the coolest people and the best people in marketing, probably not anymore, right? And the same with the people I worked with at Unilever. It's, because it's it's difficult for them to change fast enough. They're stuck with their media agencies. The media agencies are stuck in a are stuck in a fee model. Um, with the, with the traditional advertisers, they don't have that competence because their competence used to be in making a brand positioning statement and developing products, and uh, they haven't really followed the consumer in the in the same way and, and, and followed the changing consumer behavior. So they 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 still think in a, a traditional way, and that's going to be a huge challenge if they want to keep the preference for their brands, right? Because if 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 they if they're not able to do that, they're going to be competing with with the private labels in store, and uh, the store is controlled by the by the retail chains, the, the customers. So, so many of the brands are str- will struggle if they uh, cannot make that change and and uh, still stuck in stuck in the past.
0: Yeah, that's really dangerous, and and their target audiences are getting older and older as well, which isn't healthy with regards to the younger generations that are now entering the scene with more and more spending power.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you can think, I mean, you're, yourself, uh, yourself, right? You have kids, small kids, and if you have a minute over, uh, you're not going to watch the, the TV commercials on TV. You're going to spend it on that precious time on exactly what you want to do. And then you are going to look at what you want to look at. And and that's, uh, that's what I think brands need to embrace these days. And that's where... Uh, the the new media, the influencers have their strength, right? That's what people choose to look at. And uh, it's so important. And also not only to look at, but to listen to. Uh, That's that's so important to embrace.
0: Yeah, that's true. So Equip Capital have a mixed company portfolio uh, that you mentioned, consisting of everything from makeup, brand, to food chains. So I'm curious to hear... Why did uh, you decide to invest in an influencer marketing company quite recently?
1: It's exactly what we've been talking about, right? Uh, yeah. this, is, this is the new way to reach consumers. And this is where consumers listen today and just see the power of that um, in, in the current environment. And many people misunderstand influencer marketing as well, right? Because they think of, of the, only the big influencers. But I mean, the micro and nano influencers is just so powerful and it's much lower risk, because you, you don't tie your brand to one name. Uh, and that can go terribly wrong, you can tie your brand to one name only. So I think uh, truly believing in that shift uh, is, of course, absolutely essential. And then looking at Cure, right, Cure has been a pioneer um, and, and a leader within the space, and a thought leader as well, I mean, these, these podcasts being, being a, a part of that. And uh, the, um, the, the, the fact that uh, uh, that has been taken further into um, a needing data platform, clearly, I mean, we, we had BCG looking at the global scale, seeing that this was absolutely um, a top, top platform globally. Uh, the skilled people, uh, and people stay at Cure, right, because uh, Cure... They want to work with the with the leaders. They want to stay at the leader. That that's also great, and that the ultimate proof of that uh, the MPS ratings, right, the customer ratings, and they are just uh, fabulous. And I think that mm. that's just such a testimony to, to how good Cure is at this. And of course, in at the end of the day, uh, we invest, right? And and uh, the uh, the good thing about uh, Cure is is that Cure is actually. Uh, As healthy, as healthy financials, and um, that's that's also quite unique in the business. I mean, all other companies we've seen at a Nordic scale uh, are losing quite a lot of money. So I think uh, if you want if you want a solid partner, it's Cure, and and I think for us uh, also. And the ultimate proof for us, I have to say, was what the Cure did for Makeup Maker. So we launched in Sweden. I mean, it was a small Norwegian brand. Uh, we built the brand with with a significant portion of uh, of influencer marketing in uh, in Sweden, and it's just been such a runaway success.
0: Yeah, that's an exciting case. So for for those who are listening, that's uh, a company that that is in your portfolio. So uh, that's where you heard of Cure Media for the first time, right? Through this case. That's
1: absolutely correct, and that's what made us curious. And and uh, what in the next phase. Uh, uh led us to talk to to some Christian and and Babak and and, and hitting it off with uh, with with them and and truly really believing in in the journey uh ahead and uh so I think the for us uh having that uh, of course proof of concept was was incredibly important uh when when we invested and uh, we continue to, Continues to support Makeup Mecca in Sweden with, uh, with great success. I mean, this is the third year we are now in growing very, very rapidly. So,
0: yeah, it's a really exciting journey for them and for us to be part of as well. It's, uh, and they've actually guested the podcast before as well. So, I recommend those who haven't listened to tune in and hear more about what what they have done and what we have done together. Thank you. That was uh, flattering. Really nice words, both about influence marketing, but also about cure, obviously. And it's uh, it's a really good teamwork that we have. So that's really fun. Uh, finally, a bit summarizing what we have talked about. But if you were to, maybe we can target this to the people that you mentioned, the the ones to have been in the industry for a long time. Uh, that need to change their mindset in order to to stay relevant and to be able to reach this upcoming new generations with new habits. What are your most important advice? What do you think they should do?
1: For me, it's about the, a way of thinking and, and, and the mindset. You need to, to move a bit away from traditional uh, campaign mindset mindset and, and using uh, traditional media for that to, to being present in people's life and building preference, and uh, that's that, that's where you, the way you need to think about it uh, these days. And, I mean, the most effective campaigns are today a bit by chance, right? I mean, to, to say that the, you need to, to be out there to go viral. And uh, I, I think for the for the big brands, it's think about preference. You need to build that. Uh, preference for your brand if you want consumers to prefer it if you want consumers to pay more you need and, and to visit you or buy your brand more often you need to build that uh, that preference and to do that you need to stay with them in social media and, and not only with advertising but also with with uh, with influencer marketing and, and it it's a way of thinking and uh, also uh, put yourself in in people's situation and and see what do they need? Uh, what kind of media habits do they have? Um, and I think that's where Cure has helped a lot of brands, right? And, uh, and I don't have to mention all of them, but uh, um, like Skin City, where uh, where they shifted so much to influencer marketing and shifted the preference towards their brand, right, and got much more loyal customers. Yeah, you get also higher conversion. Uh, and, and it, it really is a mindset change for, for many, right? And uh, that's, uh, so think about where will you meet the, the consumers of the future? How can it be relevant for the consumers of today? And uh, I think uh, influencer marketing is a core part of the mix. It's not the only answer, because you cannot do only one thing in marketing. I think that would be be naive. But it's, it's part of the answer. And uh, I think uh, just uh, uh, moving to... The consumer situation of today and the media habits of today will be essential for the brands that will be the winners in three, five, ten years down the line. And I think that's that's where Nike have been so good uh, and why they have uh, enabled themselves to to grow over time.
0: Yeah, that's super fascinating. And I agree. and also, Speaking about mindset, I think it's important if you have been in the business for many, many years to also acknowledge that you don't need to be the expert within everything. The new channels that are coming, but instead take help from people who know this, um, people internally, but also partners who can help you uh, with new channels and new ways of working. So uh, don't stick to the past just because that's where you're best.
1: Totally agree
0: Thank you so much, Svety, for taking your time. It was really interesting to hear your thoughts on the influencer marketing. Thank you
1: so industry. much for having me. I truly really enjoyed it.
0: If you want to continue staying up to date on our weekly podcast episodes, influencer marketing and what's up on the consumer marketing scene, make sure you follow us on our platforms at Cure Media.